Good afternoon and welcome to another Change in Gear edition with myself, Father Brian, a.k.a. Ndavaningi. It's a Wednesday, the 19th of July. The time has gone exactly 11 minutes after the hour four. And in case you've just tuned in, it is Radio Veritas 576am. It's that station that gives you the good news and the good music for a change. And welcome, welcome, welcome. We're coming to you all the way live from Edenville. It's bright and beautiful. It's been a bit cold, a bit chilly outside, but uh, we're still enjoying the sun and uh, it's a bit it's, it's, it's biting a little bit and uh, we are not complaining we're very happy and uh, we're enjoying uh, the day and um, this afternoon coming up in the first hour of this show we are going to be discussing deliverance we're going to be discussing healing and i'm going to be joined in studio by father joseph wilson and uh, we'll be unpacking this uh, subject called healing this experience called healing and uh, we'll open the lines at 5 p.m and we'll get up close and personal with father joe and myself and uh, we'll try and uh, see how we can assist and how we can be of service and how we can minister to you and i'll repeat we'll open the lines at 5 p.m for now we are going to be unpacking healing deliverance and breaking those chains many of us have been told we come from families where sometimes there are curses there are generational curses there are blockages and uh, some people have messed us spiritually some people have tied us into notes or people cursed us and those things hold us and ho- those things prevent us from growing as people spiritually and uh, i often hear people say i need healing from my job i need healing from this marriage or my family needs deliverance and this afternoon we are going to be trying to understand what does it mean when we say so and so needs healing or deliverance or when I say to myself I need healing so if you're stuck in traffic take it easy respect other road users do not drive and text and do not drive and eat at the same time because sometimes your attention is undivided it becomes very divided and uh, you co- you become uh, a risk to other road users and a big thank you and a big shout out to Father Tabo Motsecha from the cathedral. Yes, uh, he did honor his commitment to take me out to coffee yesterday. And uh, oh boy, oh boy, if anybody sees him, say thank you to him because uh, I didn't see it coming. But uh, thank you very much. So we are going to be taking you home. We are your uninvited guests in your car and we are your uninvited friends in your house, in your lounge. And for those who are listening to us from hospital, we are your uninvited guests, your uninvited visitors. And please do not touch that down because it's just gone 15 minutes after the hour four. 18 minutes after the hour four and that was Masisili and Paolo and they are saying Jesus is the doctor, Jesus is the healing and today is a spirit Wednesday and we are talking about healing but today as we talk about healing and as we explore healing we are going to be unpacking deliverance. I'm joined in studio by Father Joseph Wilson who is coming all the way from Midrand. Father Joseph good afternoon and welcome. Afternoon Father Brian. It's always a pleasure and a delight to have you in studio. Thank you. Father Joseph, um, before we talk about healing and deliverance this afternoon, I was actually wondering before the show and as I was preparing for the show, how did you end up in the ministry of healing? And I'm speaking here, and I'm sorry I'm going to play this card again. I'm speaking as a young black male, and that is something that uh, I would not expect 
a white man, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially of Irish origin. You're an Irish man, and here you. I'm are. from Blackpan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. Uh, I should be. Do- we should be doing that. You yeah. know, isn't it more? Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, here we have a white man who is uh, a specialist when it comes to issues of the spirit. Talk to us. Uh, well, I was assigned to Tembisa in 1984, and uh, I knew nothing about um, healing or deliverance. I was one of these expatriate priests who thought that, you know, if, and I, I used to often hear it, and I actually believed it myself, if you believe in witchcraft, if you believe in uh, demonic forces, if you believe in this, it's probably superstition. And I've often heard people saying, well, if you don't believe in it, it won't affect you. And even then, people were coming to me and uh, asking for prayers. And I was uh, really a typical ex-patriot white (laughs) priest from overseas, Mm -hmm. uh, not understanding. And um, what happened was, um, well, I spent nearly 10 years in Tembisa and no healing, no deliverance. Um, until I was bitten myself on the 16th of December, 1997, which is the anniversary of my ordination, exactly at midnight. I went to bed around about 10 and woke up on the stroke of midnight with a strange sickness. It was like a somebody running a, a heater bar, you know, these bars um, up and down my body. And I've never experienced anything like it. The following Sunday, I went to um, ministry in Tembisa again at St. Matthew's. And during the reading of the gospel, my voice just stopped. Uh, I couldn't speak. And then during the consecration, you know, the consecration between the bread and wine is very short. I was so weak, I couldn't stand up. I had to sit down. Was it not because you were tired? Uh, I've never been tired like that in my life. Taken to a local doctor afterwards and experienced my first panic attack. After that, to make a very, very long story short, for the next two years, I was in and out of doctors' clinics, surgeries, and I, I had to return to Europe where they don't believe in anything like that. And... um so they just treat your body or your mind. There is no opening to the spirit or there's no opening to the, to the, soul. To the demonic, actually. Um, Francis McNutt, uh, basing himself, I think, on uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, he says that a person can get sick in four areas, in your body, your soul, your spirit, and you can be oppressed by demons. Now, The problem is that I was getting sick physically and I was also sick emotionally and psychologically, but that was not the root cause of it. It was manifesting in these two areas. But the reason I was not healed by a doctor or by a psychologist is because the root was not in uh, primarily in the physical or in the psychological. It was actually in the demonic. In the spirit world. In the spirit world. So um, I was overseas for about um, 
uh, over two years, and I came back to South Africa. And a very, very good friend of mine, he's not here anymore, Father Eugene Clarkson from my own congregation, he said to me, uh, Joseph, come out and um, uh, someone will pray for you tonight. And I said, well, okay. I, I didn't have any expectations. So we went to Pretoria to a wonderful Catholic lady from Queenswood, Anita Davis, um, and uh, who founded the Perpetual Adoration in Queenswood. And um, she she's a charismatic Catholic, charismatic lady. And she prayed over me for about an hour. And during that prayer, she said, Father Joseph, you have been cursed. What was your reaction and your response to that? Um... Not shock, but surprise. Because here you are, you are thinking cursed. You are, you and I come from a background where we are forced and not forced. We are trained to think along philosophical lines and theologically we understand the concept, but uh, its manifestation is a totally different story. Yeah. What was your reaction, your response? To that? Um, well, the... The thing was, when, when, after she said that to me, she proceeded to pray and bind the spirit. And what I felt was, well, I didn't fall on the ground or hiss like a snake or, you know, twirl or twist like that. I didn't scream or anything. But I felt something lifting off me, a heaviness lifting off me, a depression lifting off of me. And the first thing I experienced was peace and joy which is the unmistakable presence of Jesus Christ. And, well, you can say, well, that was a psychological um, uh, phenomenon that was happening to you. Well, if it was, why did the psychologist not pick it up? Exactly. I mean, I went to, I was sent by my congregation to the top psychologists overseas. We did all of the tests and all of that. Uh, they did all their stuff. It had no effect on me. So what did you learn out of that experience? Well, I learned that I knew very little about the spirit world. I, uh, I had gone to Jesuit uh, um, a seminary, uh, which is highly academic, but I don't think um, um, professors at seminary would, and like me, I'm not criticizing them, would recognize a demon if it slapped them in the face. You know? Um, so... Uh, we didn't cover this. So the first thing was, I have to say, was I was delivered before I even knew there was something called deliverance. I'm kind of ashamed to say that. Nowadays, we meet young girls of 16 coming to the healing service and saying, I've actually overheard them. I, I need a deliverance. What do they mean? And what does somebody mean when they say... I need deliverance. I would like you and I to unpack yeah. that this afternoon. Yeah. What is deliverance? I think the most common idea people have of a deliverance is they think it is some kind of exorcism. So the first thing is we have to make a distinction between exorcism and deliverance. Um, an exorcism uh, can uh, be performed only by a priest which is appointed by the bishop um, in in a diocese, many dioceses do not have 
such a priest. But the the thing about an exorcism is that the person and the personality of the person is totally or almost totally possessed by the devil. In a deliverance, there is an area of a person's life which is under dominion or under demonic um, uh, power. And that area, it, it's not a whole possession. It could be an area of a person's life. Such as, for example, let's give an area, an example. Okay. For example, I've got an alcoholic brother. Is he, does he need deliverance? Or I've got uh, a sexually promiscuous sister. Does she need deliverance? Very likely, yeah. Um, some experts say that uh, behind most um, uh, addictions, there is a spirit. And there are some very, very clear areas that open us to the demonic. For example, a clear case would be um, the area of the occult. Uh, practicing witchcraft, going to spirit mediums, things like that. Because in doing so, we are crossing into the territory of the Witch of Endor or the um, Balaam. We're going into the area of the devil, and we are agreeing with that spirit. We are agreeing with um, the medium, and that actually opens. And I was reflecting, and people have often asked me this question. Father... You're a priest, you say Mass every day, you pray. How is it you could get attacked by witchcraft? And why did it attack you and not Father Eugene, for example? And I reflected on that. It's a very, very good question. The reason, the primary reason is because my family opened to witchcraft. How? Um, my mother opened to it by attending a fortune teller. And um, I'll give you very, very quickly the story. Um, in the 1940s, 30s and 40s in rural Ireland, uh, this caravan wheels into town and there's a medium there and all the young girls yes, from the run. town go out. Of course, they want uh, to meet their prince. That's right. In they have three questions. Yeah, will I get married? How did you know that? <laughs> Been on the I want to get married. Will mm -hmm. I get married? Will my husband be a nice man? Will, be, will we be happy? Okay. Now, all the women, it's mostly women went in, and they'd come out giggling and laughing and saying, Ah, he said I'll get married. My husband will be nice. And they went off. Now, my mother went in, and, of course, she asked the same three questions. Will I get married? Will my uh, husband be a nice man? And will we be happy? And the medium, and he was, this guy was not a quack. This was uh, the genuine article. And then he took my mom's hands and then he closed them. And she said, um, why did you close my hands? And he said to her, don't worry about it. Then she made the most or the biggest mistake of her life. She asked him, I want to see what you saw. And he said, okay, you're going to have an operation. And then he closed his hands. That's it. Now, we remember our mom, whom we love dearly. She's passed on now. We remember her taking Panado, Fensix, Aspirin, Grandpa, all of these things, winter and summer, now, she was an uneducated woman, but 
I I recognized what she was doing years and years later. She was trying to prevent herself from getting sick. And even when, uh, and I have to be graphic about it because it may help some people, even when in middle age, when her womb fell down, she would not go to a doctor because she was so frightened and fearful. Um, now, she was happily married. We had a wonderful family life. But what was playing on her mind is, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to have an operation. And that's the end of it. Now, here's the, diabo the diabolical thing about uh, witchcraft and that is, while it gives you a certain amount of knowledge, then it just opens up a whole world. I need to know more. I need to know more. Now, we come along as children in her womb, and we inherit a generational curse, if you like, and disposition to fear, which is not of God. So there is certain knowledge that God does not want us to know. Yes. And uh, so my mom opened to that area. And you suffered because of her opening That's up correct. to herself. That's correct. Just like the scene of Adam and Eve, which has made you and I become, uh, become have, have that sin that yeah. all of us are born yeah. with. But let's take a break. And when we come back from the break, I would like us to talk more about uh, this healing. And, uh, but uh, before we go to the break, what Father Joseph is saying to us here is we become oppressed because we expose ourselves and we go and open up a window and say to evil, come. Now, how we do that varies. But sometimes some of us go to these people who tell us about our future. Some of us go to uh, be they traditional healers, be they all these people that we go to consult to secure our future. I just wanted to say before the break, Father Brian, that people go to these mediums. And then when nothing happens, or when they think nothing happens, they go away. But they forget that the door, a spiritual door, has been opened. And that door is wide open, and you've invited this handsome man called Satan to come into your life and into your... Ugly into as hell. It's <laughs> <laughs> 26 minutes before the hour. Five, in case you've just tuned in, I'm joined in studio with Father Joseph Wilson, and it's a Spirit Wednesday. We are talking about healing, deliverance, and recovery. Do not